So, David, welcome to the Random Movie Generator. Thank you for your welcomingness. But I shouldn't be welcoming you. You should be welcoming. No, me. no, no, no. Welcome, welcome. This is your. This is your pod castle. No, good grief! No, you know that without Dean, there is not a Torval, and without Torval, there's not a Dean, and without Ice, there'd be none of them. They'd be working in Superdrug. Did you go to the cinema last night? I certainly did. I saw did you? Um, absolutely. Um, this shows how horrific a person I am. That I've forgotten the name of the actual film. It's starring Jim Broadbent, and um, it's called Harold's. This is terrible. Oh, is that with um, Penelope Wilton? It is. It's got. I've spoken to her. The unlikely pilgrimage of Harold Fry. I can't believe I've got the name. What is she like? Of oh, course, Afterlife. Yes. Why so me? I was. Um... I was just in the, we were just waiting to film. There's like a big room off the set and we were waiting to film. And she was in the corner with um, Peter Egan. And I was just staring at him going, those two are in like one of my favourite ever sitcoms. Ever decreasing circles? Yeah, I was just looking at him going, I just couldn't believe they were sort of 15 yards away. Yes, they are both in it, aren't they, Afterlife? Yeah, you're right. I've gone about him. Yeah. So I just went, oh, sod it. I'm just going to be one of those. Just take, grab the ball by the horn. So I went over there and said, I don't know what I said, but along the lines of, can we please talk about ever decreasing circles? I'm not going to have this opportunity. So I just sat there for half an hour, just, yeah, asking him questions about it. What little nuggets did you get? I can't remember now, but don't remember. But it was lovely talking about Richard Briers. Yeah, I was going to say know. Richard Briers is absolutely um, amazing and quite the career because I mean uh, the Good Life, and then um, and then obviously ever decreasing circles, Watership Down, our favourite that we always go, go back to. Yeah, it was. I felt. Um, well, the thing is, I know I keep banging on about it, and I need to stop banging the drum, but. Uh, ever decreasing circles and certainly good life is the example of sort of monoculture back in the day where we all watched the same stuff Do you know, we all went to the same pop culture church and it's just not the same now we're all spread out and fragmented and particularly with ai appearing people are almost just creating their own specific pop culture experience aren't they do you know what i mean like for instance i heard um lots of people when it comes to computer games now we're using GP4, they create their own version of video games. So, for instance, people are emerging Doom with Grand Theft Auto. So, what, like, was that, what was that Joe Rogan thing you just told me about? Joe Rogan, the idea that he's doing something called the AI experiment. So, you have, could do that without us? Hope, yes. I was about to say, hopefully not, but I think I'm just going to have to put my hands up and just say the robots have taken over. You could literally do that with us, a deep fake Dave Edwards and David Earl literally just chitter chattering and there's no our algorithm we just go around the same circles like a labrador chasing its electronic tail. oh god you'd hear that every 10 minutes 
Oh, and me oh. just forgetting things all the time. There'd just be a robotic... Oh, David hasn't forgotten a word, so we have to drop that in every 15 minutes, which would be quite horrific. I'll tell you um, one thing I, um, a friend of mine had was... Um, this is very cheap. It only costs £400. This is more virtual reality. A camera that films 360 degrees of the entire room. And then you put on... And so he's filming me walking around the room talking... And then I put on these VR goggles, and then I could wander around the room watching me talking to people, like I was a ghost and having an out-of-body experience. Welcome to random movie generation. Very random, isn't that? So what did you watch last night? It was Jim Broadbent and Penelope Wilton in... In uh, Harold's uh, Pilgrimage. Can't put in the name again. That's really quite worrying. The Unlikely Pilgrimage of Harold Fry. There we go. For some reason, that title just not hanging in my head. When I got my ticket, I just said, can I have the Jim Broadbent film, please? And unfortunately, the person serving me was 17. He didn't know who Jim Broadbent was. So I had to go through all the Harry Potter cast until he worked out who Jim Broadbent was. And then we had to re- reverse engineer and then look at the posters in the foyer. It was a nightmare. That, was, that feels like a film I would be very excited about seeing. Uh, what, me in the foyer or the Harold Pilgrimage? The Harold Pilgrimage. What's the film called again? The Unlikely Pilgrimage of Harold Pryor. <laughs> Thank God. I had, to, I had yeah. to use all my neurons then. They all team together like an American basketball team, like the Lakers. Who, did you, uh, put that did you watch together. it with Ryan? I certainly did. It was like a other. weird little film for you and Ryan to go and watch. don't know it's, why. I don't know. We like a mix of, of styles. I mean, we'd be more into that than our usual kind of blockbusters. Do you know what I mean? Kind of... Um, we like to stroke our cinematic beards or chins, rather. Do you know what I mean? And look at the silver screen. Did you take a different kind of snack with you to watch that film? Feels like a, a quieter film. Did you take a quieter snack in? Um, I made a bad judgment. I've had um, slight dietary problems this week. I won't go into detail with them. People don't want to hear about my dietary um, issues in their earbuds. But um, I rather stupidly took in... Um, um, a plastic bag of pears with me to try and sort of knock on the old Bombay doors type of thing. I'm not going to go any further than that because I know people don't want to hear about it. I don't even want to hear it coming out of my own mouth. But um, what I do find is the a genre... Pear, pear's good for knocking on the Bombay doors. Oh, massively. Absolutely. Pears are good for knocking on the Bombay doors. It's when you take off the stalk with your mouth, it's like taking out the hook from a grenade. It blows up the walls in a massive way. And also, I have to create a balance. If I go with a bowl of um, bran flakes, it can go in the opposite direction. So it can't be too strong. It needs to just be have that right balance. But I do find the genre... Just a bit of roughage. Just a bit of roughage, just to um, get the ball Do you rolling. eat a lot of um, vegetables? or? Um, it depends Foods. on the week. Depends what's right. in the old cupboard type of thing. I need to have more of a kind of stricter kind of routine. But so how def- many pears did you have in the bag? I had a six, but they're mini pears, not large pears. Okay. Did you have any sweeties? Um, no, rice cakes, and I had a McFlurry before going in, so the sweet box was ticked. But the genre of film definitely has got to mix with the, uh, the type of food you're eating because that film last night was very dialogue-heavy, not much soundtrack, and I had to abandon the pears. They were too way crunchy. Too, way too much. I just get rid of them. 
I think it's part of the way I had them later. I had them this morning for breakfast. Yeah, how many people were in the watching that film last night? Um, I would say one third full. Oh. So not a complete disaster, but not bad. I would say ultimately, as a film, it's designed for that kind of new audience. It's very popular, not massively popular, but it's a new demographic for, for cinema, which is like retired. Um, kind of like retired lower middle class types who live in Chichester or Winchester who have got a bit of money, bit of grey pound behind them and they still like the routine of going to the <laughs> cinema. They're not a slave to the video streaming and um, you know it's the idea that... When Why they, lower middle class? Because they've got that Guardian reading element. They, they don't want it to just be whiz bang spectacle. They want a bit of food for thought. They like the idea of that. Do you know what I mean? They like the idea of, um, you know, as we were talking earlier about, you know, sort of a, a bit of a chin stroking type of vibe. And um, it's got that element that he goes on this pilgrimage because this woman that you don't know if he's had an affair with or not uh, is dying. So he goes on a massive pilgrimage all the way across Britain to go to a hospice. And, Sounds a bit like a straight story. It, very much like a straight story. And the last, um, was it the second act of Forrest Gump? Very much like a straight story. You're quite right. I didn't think of that when I was watching it. But everyone he meets is incredibly kind to him. And it's a bit like, you know, strangers are, um, you know, they can be nice type of thing. And that people help him, um, you know, give him a bed to sleep in. Someone buys him a pot. You're saying this like it annoyed you. You found it annoying. It's, it's a mixed bag in the sense that I found um, Jim Broadbent being helped by all these strangers. It's got almost a religious element to it. Like there's like um there's an, a nurse and um an immigrant who's coming to a um no 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 she's not a nurse she's a doctor sorry but she has to clean the local toilets because she can't get a job as a doctor here in Britain and uh, but she's obviously a very kind soul and she gives um, Jim Broadbent um, a roof over his head and there's one scene where she cleans his feet and it's obviously supposed to have kind of Jesus biblical metaphors you know that he's kind of like going for this endurance this massive walk almost like the um the crown of horns type of thing uh, or thorns rather not horns <laughs> and uh and gee, gosh, yeah yeah god i'm not yeah. uh, at the uh religious yeah. lectern so did you did you like this movie david so i feel like you were kind of sneering a bit like mr charkins i would ultimately say um it's a sort of three out of five it's a mixed bag interestingly the bit that was more interesting the actress from Ever Decreasing Circles, you cut back to her because he's just left her. She's a married woman and, um, you know, and he's a married man. You know, marriage is a two way game. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a Torval and Dean dance. And it's a very much a case of he's off walking for to see this woman called Queenie who's dying in a hospice and she's left in the house. And every now and then you cut back to her in the house and it's a lot more real her dealing with, well, why is he sodded off, you know, going on a bloody ramble lasting for several weeks? And um, that's more real because with Broadbent, it's got these British, very wholesome, um, idealistic moments of, you know, everyone's helping him, everyone's a friend, you know, sort of thing. But when you cut back to her, there's some very Mike Lee-esque moments of her just eating soup on her own because her husband's gone. And suddenly she just chucks it across the kitchen table. And moments of sudden rage alone in your very t- 
tiny, small dwelling of a home, which are quite dark and bleak, but very relatable and real. I find the more I go to sit to see films, and I mean, you've mentioned this, is very much a case of um, anything that's based in reality and that has got a, a central truth, you know, because so much of film is built on cliches, because we, we're surrounded by so many stories and narratives, it's so hard to break through, through those cliches. When it's like a platform of genuine expression, that's when it always I sort of lean in. And it's like I'm people watching in a pub. It's like, oh, what's going on here sort of thing. But the Jim Broadband moments are very, um, it's just built on cliches, ultimately. He's very good. Don't get me wrong. You can't knock the Broadbent, you know. Mm. He's, um, he's like Ian Rush back in the 80s for Liverpool. You know, he's a, he's a top striker. Just to put my mind at rest, where'd you put the bag of pears? The bag of pears are now in the bin because I consume them for breakfast. I love that silence there because I consume them for breakfast. Watson, almost a Sherlock Holmes kind of Columbo so, vibe. How many chuck ices? Three, you say? Um, so I thought we were back in the cinema then. I'm thinking, I didn't say I had any chuck ices. But you're right, metaphorically, I would say, um, I would say three. The plot isn't great. It doesn't keep going properly. Do you know what? A lot of these films, though, that there's a cinema called the New Park Centre in Chichester, and it's an independent cinema, and it's for sort of, it's pretty much, it's not, you, you don't, to, to get in, you don't have to be retired. Anyone can go, but it's got that audience. And I can imagine for them, it'd be Titanic. It'd be absolutely catnip heroin. You know, if you're the right audience, it'd be... Um, What's six, the right audience? 68? Um, yeah. 68? 60, 65 to 70. Yeah. I'd say 65 to 78. Like 89? 89, if you've lived that long, you're lucky enough. 100%. They'd do, you think, do you think an 89-year-old would like the movie if it was sat at the back? They were sat at the back? Or do you think they'd be thinking about their aches and pains and dribbling? Oh, God. I tell you, well, you know, the last scene where... Um, he finds himself in a hospice. I won't oh. uh, ruin it. It was okay. like, God, you know, people talk about what, what makes a good horror film. I just thought, God, set it in a hospice. It was just so... So I think if you were 89, some of the subject matter perhaps is a bit near the knuckle. Can I ask one qu question with a quick answer? One quick question, quick answer. Absolutely. If you had to guess, David, what is the oldest person to have gone to a cinema and watched a film? Go. 102. Thank you. David Edwards Movie News. So, David, have you got any mu movie news this week? Yeah, I certainly have. Let's um, there's quite a bit actually. Let's let's have a think. I tell you one thing that bloody dropped. Old Netflix is a funny old goose in the sense that um, it suddenly drops these things, as in drops them and says saying I'm going to release this in a few weeks. It's like, well, where did this come from? And there's a massive three-part document, very personal Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary coming out, and I'm glad you're excited about that. Oh that yeah, discussion. I love a bit of Arnie. Because I was telling people at work and they, they found it amusing. No, Arnie's my childhood. Love oh, Arnie. You've got an episode on him as Love a bodybuilder, episode ah. of him as an actor, oh. and an episode of him as a governator. Yeah. 
So absolutely, um, that's one to look out for. And also lots of intimate interviews with him. And also apparently his affair he talks about. Because he had an affair with his um, rather large, robust, big-boned, would be the appropriate term, Austrian nanny. Um, not looking after him, looking after his children. I don't think I needed to explain that. And because um, he was, robust Austrian nanny. She's, well, she's, I, I got the vibe that um, he was allowed any female um, intimacy in Hollywood during his absolute prime. But instead, um, because you've got the whole female smorkers board, ah, it's almost as though he went for some kind of absolute some kind of Austrian t- um, Pardon? P- perverse. Is it a tink? Not a tink. A kind of a um, a sexual uh, little scratch under the chin. No, what's what the was word that word? I like that. I don't, word. I don't know. A tink or something. I can't quite think a of what kink. the word is. A kink. Absolutely. <laughs> a little tink. <laughs> a little tink. That's uh, a, hello. So he's. You think he's got a little kink for what? Robust. A large, robust Austrian um, kind of like uh, mother hens. Because there isn't this, she basically looks like she should have a rolling pin and chasing you up the street with it. She doesn't look, um, she's not your LA babe, is she? She wouldn't be on Baywatch. I don't think that woman even exists in the universe of Baywatch. Do you know what I mean? She's, um, she's basically a kind of, um, I don't know, like a farmer from the 1950s kind of wife. And he had um, extreme affairs with her. I don't know what Ex- I mean by extreme. What do you mean by extreme? Um, well, they were they were found in the um, in a paddock. Doing what? Intercourse. Simple as that. Or petting, heavy petting, or intercourse. I mean, I wasn't there. Well, petting's different from intercourse. But if you're a married man with one of the Kennedys, one of the Kennedys' daughters, and you're doing serious petting, you know that's you've crossed a line there, haven't you? Arnold, I'm just going to Google that. Arnold. Swartz. No, I'm not. I don't want to be part of this. Just um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, no, I don't want to be part of this. Anyway, so that's coming out soon. When is bloody Stallone's coming out? That, then? Captain, is coming out the last week of May, amigo. And I am looking forward to that. It's, it, I find it we bizarre. should do a watch through. A what, sorry? A live watch along. Oh, there. yes, please. It's bizarre that I'm more excited about that than any actual cinema film. Do you know what I mean? Well, you like, like your real life, don't you? you like oh, your, I'm you just like your people slips. watching. Yeah, I do like my people watching, which is quite dark. My voyeurism. Well, do you like your people watching more than you like your alien movies now? Why is that? What's changed in your head? Yeah, I don't. How do you mean my alien movies? Kind of like um. I don't know, really. I just imagine you liked alien movies when you were. Oh 12. no, no. I know what you mean like like my sci-fi fantasy element, but instead I like the whole kind of. Just watching celebrities from afar. Yeah, I don't know. That is strange, isn't it? You know, you don't want the whole... I, I need to lay on my couch and consider that one. Mull it over. Mm. There has been a change within it. I mean, mull, it, mull it over? Mull it over? Mull, like some mulled wine. Maybe that's why they call it mulled wine, because you mull over these things while moulding the wine. That doesn't work, but... Um, so, Alice um, Schwarzenegger, a three-part documentary on Netflix in June. Uh, Stallone, end of May... His reality show. Paramount Plus. Yeah. So all these streaming services, they need to start merging into one. There's far too many. But the thing is, the reason why Netflix are doing this documentary is because um, Schwarzenegger's big, new big project isn't a film. He's got a big action spy thriller 
TV series coming on Netflix. And part of me would be far more interested in watching a documentary than watching this TV show. I probably will watch a TV show, but you know what cliches it's going to be. It's more about the, um, well, put it this way, if I'm going off topic here, do stop me. But there was a really good um, article in The Guardian about will there at some point be an AI actor who's just completely fake, deep fake, and it'll be the end of actors. But this, this Guardian um, writer made the very interesting point that that will never happen because when you go to the cinema, you don't just watch the film. You watch the narrative within the film, which is, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He had sex in a paddock. He was the governor. He needs to have another hit. Um, isn't his, his career's a bit desperate? It's like when you talk to the postman and you know he's had an affair. I don't want to be obsessed by affairs, but it's always like this Russian doll effect, isn't it? It's not just but one do you narrative. Know that I know I'm picking, being a bit picky there, but what do you mean you talk to the postman you know he's had an affair? Okay, I don't know he's had an affair. But it could be a case of... Do you know your uh, postman? Uh, no, I don't actually. I just come and the post just waiting for me. But there could be a narrative within the narrative. And that's mm -hmm. what you get with actors. You've got the celebrity element and mm -hmm. the actor. So I don't know. Um, I watched that postman kick a dog one morning. He's always polite to me, but I saw him like um, abuse a terrier on, in the local neighbourhood. I'm always going to remember that. I'm doing terribly with this. This is just like... Um, Welcome to Random Movie Generator with David Edwards and David O. That word random no longer just means the generating of a random film. That just means, I think, the conversation generally. Thank you, David, for this week's movie news. Have I got any more? Oh, Big Juice 2's on the way. Leave it there. And the writer's strike still happening. It's still taking place. Um, and so films are going to be paused. Gladiator 2, the new Blade film, and Sonic 3. They could be paused at the moment. So there's lots of trailers, um, caravans everywhere with actors just sat there not being able to do anything. Because the writers are on strike. Thank you, David. Sorry, leave it there. And Beetlejuice 2 is coming. Pop a hat on it. David Edwards Movie Review So, this week's movie review... I have no idea. Completely forgotten. What is it, David? It was the Ridley Scott film, 1492. Conquer of Paradise. Conquest. Why does this excite me so much, David? Con oh. Conquest of Paradise. Now, you, when this came up, you went... Ugh. Did you come away going, or not? Let's find it out. It was the teenage, because I remember seeing this as a kid with my friend Chris. Oh, you've seen it before? Years ago. I can't remember at all. So I'm 45 now, and I would have seen it when I was 15. Do you know what I mean? So it was like 30 years ago. So it might as well, I've had such a vague memory. I actually remember falling asleep watching it in his lounge. And his mother waking me up with a donut. Yeah, David, when I started listening to The Cure and wearing makeup and doing my hair, my dad was 45. Oh, God. Frightening, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely frightening. I think about that a lot. You could my be dad, my dad. God, happily. I'd happily take on that role. I'm just imagining like me going down, now, 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 now,
Can we do that? Uh, so I'm in my room. Do, 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 you come in, turn it down. No, 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 David, please, can you just turn it down, please? All right, it's very early. The neighbours don't want to be, you know. Oh, forget Mrs. Shaw. Hey, come on. She's a good um, woman, and she she's giving you a bloody Woolworths. She didn't like token. you when we first turned up at the house. She likes me now because I respect sound pollution rules. Do you know what I mean? So, well, she didn't like me. where you parked the car when we first moved here. Fair enough. And I've now changed where I park the car. I now park it, you know, next to the um, uh, the, the playground area. Do you know what I mean? As simple as that. I've met her halfway, and because of that, we've now got a more constructive... And by uh, the way, last Sunday, I don't know if you heard, she shot all the doves out the back of the house. That's just, you just... Well, she didn't shoot them. She got someone in to shoot the doves in the barn. Well, that's just you quoting a Guns N' Roses lyrics, isn't it? Or Jimmy no, Shoot it's Jimmy not. Why did she get someone to shoot doves in the local barn? Because they just infest the barn. They, they need to get rid of them. Well, they are vermin with wings. Simple as that. I'm not totally against her doing that. As simple as. Jimmy, I mean, she's doing us a favour in a way, isn't she? Do you want doves flying around, mating, making cooing noises late into the night? What are your thoughts on that? Let's just keep the pop, let's keep the pop music down. Let's stop, you know, creating slanderous chat about our woman neighbour. I can't remember her name. And let's, you know, be constructive. All I'm saying is just keep the volume down. I'm going to Brighton to today. Oh, oh, David. Yes. Brighton. Oh, do you hear what mm. Mandy said? Is it, was it positive? Yes. She said, I'm going to Brighton today. I can't wait. She's her own woman. What's she planning to do in Brighton? What are you planning on doing? Well, ask her. Mandy, uh, what are your uh, plans for East Sussex today? Share, please. I'm going to roll down the lanes. I'm going to roll down the lanes. Yes, I can't wait. Simple as that. Well, you know, make sure window, you get some window um, shopping breaks because health and safety wise, they're very narrow. And if you were to slip over, which you've done for me, we've, we've gone on a... Would you like to go or, with me? Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you want to go with us? Would it? you like to go? Would you? Yes, I could go to the lanes, get some fudge and look at the antiques through the windows. Talk to her. Mandy, what time are you going to um, Brighton Lanes? I could come along. One. One. One o'clock in the afternoon. I could yes. have lunch early. For you. Uh, or we could have lunch in the lanes if you want to. We could get some that would um, be lovely. fudge. Well, that would be lovely. Maybe, would um, you like to go to the Comedia to watch stand-up comedy? She said, would you like to go to the Comedia to watch stand-up comedy? Perhaps I'd love to. Let's, let's get some food in the lanes. Let's... Look at the antiques in the. I've never seen stand-up comedy. Who do you think I'd like? She said, "I've never seen stand-up comedy. Who do you think I would like?" I think you would like um, something of a robotic element, maybe like a German stand-up comic. Right. I don't mean that in a xenophobic manner. They've just got a more precise, to the point right. style of humour. Or less social observation based, more McIntyre, where it's more of an algorithmic. Okay, element, okay. Where it's a clear execution we'll of the. Um, yours at 12.50 a.m. Lovely, I'll be waiting for her. <laughs> right, PM. David, so. Who's in the view? Sorry about that. me there. Ridley Scott. <laughs> See you in a bit, Pipsqueak, she said. <laughs> Lovely, okay. I'll see you in a bit, Pipsqueak. Uh, oh, I need to give you a name, don't I? Um, 
Robo Squeak. So I'll work on that's a bit cliche, but you know, it'd be nice if we had pet names as we wander around the lanes. Yes! And then we'll around your um, metallic waist. Alright, so, Ridley Scott, I'm going to shut up now. And that's fine. Um, 1492, it's all about Chris Columbus, played by Gerard Depardieu. 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 And um, Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone, I've got him on the bloody brain. Um, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> not Sylvester Stallone. He, interestingly, had a, a very brief cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. He popped up out of the blue. Anyway, we've got to keep on focus here. This is getting way too random. Okay. So um, this is like film reviews for people who suffer from ADHD, isn't it? It's quite horrific. Um, so Sigourney Weaver is Queen Isabella. And um, she basically gives Columbus the budget, the money to go off on another voyage um, to, to find other parts of the world. I, I would say the teenager in me that was bored at the age of 15 back in the 90s was still dwelling within me, unfortunately. There's the plot's very slow. There's some very dialogue heavy moments. I was watching it and I was thinking, if this was made today, it would be a five-part HBO dra prestige drama, or it'd be a Netflix miniseries. Um, but then again, the adult in me found more things to appreciate. First of all, like all of Scott's films, the set design, the lighting, it just feels very historically accurate. You really feel you're on these kind of wooden-made shoddy boats going through the ocean. Um, it feels very historically accurate. Also, the performances are very, very strong. Really strong. Uh, Gerard, Gerard, blimey, Depardieu. There we go. I got it right that time. So we're going to weave it really, really strong. I'll tell you what is really good. I didn't appreciate the soundtrack, which is by um, the guy who did Blade Runner, who obviously, um, Frank, what's his name? Vangelis. Absolutely, absolutely. You are completely right. Vangelis which is really very very um it's got that blade runner-esque vibe to it of like the the wind chimes moments of syn um, synthesizer mixed in with more kind of period medieval church music and i think i always like it when they have kind of um more electronic modern music within these period pieces it gives it a, an interesting energy it's like um uh, all quite on the Western Front. That had like synthesizer music in it. The recent version of oh, I'm quite on the, yeah, on the I really Netflix. want to see that. But you said, oh, oh no, it's good. I mean, visually, it's it? very impressive. It's a bit yeah. cliched in places, like you know, the naive soldier being turned into a cynical man in the trenches type of thing. So there's a lot there to appreciate um, with um, 1492. But I just say, just too long. The plot's just not quick enough. Very dragged out dialogue sequences. Um, but ultimately, though, visually really impressive. Music really good. Um, acting fantastic. It does show that the, the beating heart of any um, film is a script. Well, let's have a little listen to... Is it 1492? It certainly is. Let's have a little listen.
So, how close to your experience of watching it when you were 15 was this experience? Did you go, actually, do you know what? I'm enjoying it or no, I feel sorry for me again. It's interesting. It's like, a, it is interesting. I think when you are of a certain age, there is two dialogues in your head. There's a child and the adult. The adult could see merit, but only from a sort of intellectual point of view. But that proper central tick is the child in you that needs to be engaged. And it really wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it felt like being 15 and being told to go to church. Do you know what I mean? Just sat there watching people. It's like, I should be listening to the dialogue. This is probably historically quite accurate. Well, how, how, how does how does bloody Ridley Scott, you know, manage to absolutely knock it out of the park with one and leave you feeling a bit ugh with another? This one is very much a vanity project. You can tell this is something that interests him. Do you know what I mean? Type of thing. And it has got merit to it, but... There's just and the other thing is the way the um, indigenous tribes are depicted. I don't think you could do that today. They're very much depicted as quite one-dimensional and savage at times. They're not given much of a platform to kind of express themselves and have more of a three-dimension, three-dimensional caricature about them. Right, David. So now's the time to um, rate uh, Ridley Scott's fourteen ninety-two. Uh, how many chalk ices are you going to give? 1492. I would say um, 2.5. Right. Because the thing is, it's just one of those things where it is very impressive in places. If you ain't got that script that's ticking away, it's like the new Batman film. It's like, if that new Batman film that came out directed by Matt Reeves, the recent one. If that was 90 minutes, that would have been my number one film of the year. But it just outstays its welcome. It's like meeting up with a relative, you know, who comes over and it's like, oh, this is quite an enjoyable chat. But after a while, I just don't leave. We've had the barbecue, you've had all the Pringles, and you've had more than one Heineken. Go now, please. Apparently, Leonardo DiCaprio does that at a party. I've heard this several times, whereby he just stands by the front door of his mansion or whatever, probably not his mansion, his flat, and just turns the light on and off, on and off, on and off. And that's his sign, which is like, you need to go now. I've had enough. Okay, David. Well, thank you so much for this week's movie review. It's slap bang in the middle of five chalk ices. You've given Ridley Scott's 1492 2.5. I'm not sure you've ever given a film 2.5 before. So that feels like a new, a new... Uh... Yeah, maybe I've been a bit... Um, no, no. I feel like you you kind of you appreciated the look. The music was very good. But the actual storyline left you dead. Left just you good performances, but just too long, too drawn out. Thank you, David, for this week's movie review. Not a problem. Not a problem, sir. Close the door on that one. Move on to new cinematic miles. David Edwards. So, David, our new section, Movie Tube. Yes. Yes. This is where you find, occasionally you find a little clip on YouTube that you think our listeners, or even our viewers who are watching live on YouTube, thank you everyone for watching, 
Um, this is where you find a little clip on YouTube that you think might be of interest to us. Well, we'll have so. to give them a, um, a description, the title, so Please they can do. find so, it at home on podcast. Yeah, so I'm, ju- I'm just opening it up now. Um, and what's the title for them? I'm just aware that as a podcast listener, they'll be a bit lost. The title is That Time David O. Russell Called Lily Tomlin a C-U-N-T. Gosh, I didn't realise um, it was that uh, controversial. So who is David O. Russell, David? David, David Russell. O. Russell, comma, David. Absolutely. David O. Russell is a very well-known American Hollywood filmmaker auteur. I say auteur in the sense that he's a director with a unique style. Um, so he did uh, Three Kings with George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg. He also did The Fighter with Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale. He also did... Um, uh, whatever. He, what was the big one he did with Christian Bale that did really well at the Oscars? I mean, his most recent film, in actual fact, was a big, big dud, Amsterdam. He directed that with Margot Robbie and Christian Bale. The studio gave him a lot of money because he's a highly respected director, but the film got terrible reviews and just did absolutely nothing. Um, The other one he did was with um, Bradley Cooper and Christian Bale. Um, Well, let's let's have a little listen. So he's done a lot of movies. I'm a bit nervous about listening to this, David. Well, here here we go. I'm just going to get it up now, so I don't want to... I keep leaving people. American Hustle was the one he did. The Fighter. Silver Linings Playbook was also very popular. Obviously, with Bradley Cooper once again. So he's done a lot of big films. He did Joy as well. Um, I Heart Huckabees was another film he did that... It was a very experimental well, this, film. this is it. Yeah, this is it. This is on the set Famous of Famous David O. Russell. Back then, he was working... He was a working man on the set of his breakout film, I Heart Huckabees. He and Lily Tomlin had a bad day, and this is what happened. Should we have a little listen? I'd also say the other people on that set that may not be on camera are Dustin Hoffman and Jason Schwartzman. So they're around as well, but they walk off camera very quickly once he starts uh, shouting. Okay, well, here goes. I don't want this to screw up. Hopefully we'll be able to hear it. Here we go. It's harder actually to pick it up from the damn desk. Okay. You're, you're running your body. Take a beat and please, uh, put the fucking thing down. You can put your folder down for a second. Well, you put hands. Yeah, and take your legs off the desk. I'm going to hold my toes. Take your legs down. Okay, for Christ's sake, let's just take it one fucking line at a time. To even create what you're going to do when it's constant, a barrage of changes, changes, do this, do this. No, wait, wait, do it a different way, do it a different way. Don't get me started. Okay, so I'm just saying, let's just, you know, it's impossible. One actor's doing one thing, another actor's doing another, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not as, I'm not as brilliant as you. I can't uh, keep up with your being, being very efficient. Let's rehearse. You're being impatient. Let's rehearse. I couldn't understand you. No, it's not the first time. Here. I'm just trying to. Do you understand me? No, no, no. I'm here. I'm just trying to help you figure out. Here. 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 I'm trying to help you. Figure it out yourself. Oh, I have to. Yeah. Good. Oh, 
It's all kicking off. I mean, he's well known for having extreme tantrums. Him and George Clooney had an actual fight, an actual physical alteration, altercation on the set of Three Kings, and none of them demanded it. Apparently, he was being very rude to one of the extras on Three Kings. It's like an Iraq-based war movie. And George t um, said, as you know, you could expect, George said, be more respectful to the extras, David O. Russell. And um, I think David O. Russell tried to headbutt George. George dodged, you know, he obviously had one of his cappuccinos that morning, he was on his toes, and um, they had an actual altercation. Luckily, the grips, who are the people who look after the scaffolding on a set, got involved, didn't, as it, not in, you know, they all started fighting like a massive bar brawl, but they brought the two men apart. And um, then the next morning, George Clooney sent a fax, because it was back in the 90s, um, Google weren't as big then, and uh, the facts basically said, you know, we've got to learn how to work together. And um, David O. Russell apparently just ripped the facts up and just chucks it over his shoulder. He's, he's quite a handful. He means business. But the thing is, if you make hits, um, you can do what you want, I think. Simple as that. I mean, you know, Hollywood is the ultimate capitalistic game, isn't it? I mean, I Heart Huckabee wasn't a hit. So he was in he was in movie jail after that. But then, if you do films like The Fighter, Silver Lining Playbook, and American Hustle that are critically successful and do well at the Oscars, and don't cost loads of money, they're very medium budget, character driven films. Um, you know, you can do what you want. Ultimately. Well, David, thank you so much for this week's movie tube. Not a problem. What are your thoughts on it? What are your thoughts on MovieTube? On what I just watched? Yes, absolutely. I went from going, um, oh my God, she seems like a pain in the ass. Just get on with it. I was imagining being in the scene with her and doing that and just being like, oh, this is hell. I want to go home. But then when he did that, I was like, ooh, yeah, that's not great. I think the thing that he has admitted since is that he wasn't 100% happy with the film anyway. It was a very, it's a very intellectual film about corporate America and spiritualism. It's about meditation and existentialism. It's a very hard hitting. I can't imagine reacting. I can imagine getting pissed off with the way she was behaving. But for that to continue for like, What's that like a minute of just oh it just went completely nuts definitely raging around the set throwing but i think my thinking is is, is oh a case of a, God. you know when you know things are getting out of control you are losing control of the film and you feel the script isn't really making a lot of sense and then you've got someone pointing it out to you in front of the crew that would not that you should have acted like that i'm not saying but that can um roll you even more it's like yes i know it's not working but shut up we'll deal with it in the edit Jeff Dow says, movie tube is a dark place. Maybe we need to put one of those warnings on this episode. I quite like that this podcast could become slightly controversial. Indeed. It's got a dark underbelly, like Hollywood itself. And like giant haystacks. Yeah, absolutely. Which, as we know, Schwarzenegger needs to be kept away from. Because of Austrian nannies. No, no, I meant the wrestler. Oh, right. Absolutely. Well said. 80s. <laughs> Big daddy. 
But hey, second dear, I was back in that. <laughs> Opening the door alongside Mrs. Kennedy, looking very shocked. Arnie, where are the keys to the BMW? Arnold, what are you doing? God. Flipping out. Okay. Heavy petting. Thank you, David, for this week's movie tube. Absolutely not a problem, sir. Happy to um happy to help. David Edwards movie tips. Okay, so here we are again. It's this week's movie tips. What tips have you got? I'll tell you one thing. I meant to mention this to you. I got a Facebook um, message from a random generated listener called Alistair Satchel, who makes short films. Oh, yeah, his... I know Alistair. Yeah. Yeah, he makes short films for his... I don't know um, him, but yeah, yeah, go on. Internet know him. Um, short films for his local cinema. And one of them is um, is a series of short films, and it's called 30 Films to Watch Before You Hit 30. And he showed me an example of one of his short films. Interestingly, it was The Bicycle Thief, which you mentioned earlier. And they're these really lovely little constructed, insightful films about um, basically, you know, the background of the film, other films it's influenced and inspired. And it really has got that kind of like a grassroots, small, independent cinema feel. So sorry, this is, this is a of... listener of RMG, Alistair Satchel. Yes. This is something that's... that he's made that you really like. Yeah, absolutely. That's lovely, David. A- absolutely. Simple as that. These little um, little vignette films about movies to check out after you've watched the film that the local, it's a little independent cinema where he lives. And um, he edits them and produces them himself. And he showed me one from The Bicycle Thief, and it was absolutely superb. Wow. That's lovely. An RMG listener. An RMG listener sharing the cinematic love. Can you... I, can, where do we find... Where do we find these That's what guys? I'm literally thinking right now. Ah. Uh, ah. Um, let's have a think. Well, um, gosh, it's annoying that I've forgotten the name of the actual cinema. I'm sure I, I can find that easily. Well, if, I'm sure Alistair might be a patron. So if he's if he gets in touch with me, I can put the link. I can put the link in Patreon, and I can put it as on the podcast app as well. Absolutely, I'm trying to think if I could find it now, really, really ultra quickly. Um, but yeah, I was really impressed, and I love the idea of the idea of watching thirty films before you're thirty. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Um, idea here we go sir i'm pretty sure we can get it up here the name of um yeah it's uh camp bell town how do you spell uh, that c-a-m-p-b-e-l-t-o-w-n and it's the name of the local independent cinema and if you get the details of the cinema Campbelltown. absolutely yeah if you get the details of the cinema i'm sure you can find their youtube page okay Thank you, David. Not a problem at all. And I'll put the link on this app in the pod deets. Absolutely. Thank you so much, David, for a a lovely, quick, concise, succinct movie tip. Let's create a film community, for crying out loud. If anyone else has got any recommendations. Yeah. Anyone else has made any shorts or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be amazing. Or anything. Written a script. Don't send them to us. Definitely. Absolutely. Don't um, send them to us, but it's <laughs> for um, ideas for films and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Something you feel quite confident about. Yeah. Go for it, people. Thank you very much, David, for this week's movie tips. 
Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. David Edwards, Random Movie Generator. Now, here we are, David. The random movie generator. 12.50 p.m. Oh, Mandy just went, 12.50 a.m. Not a.m. P.m. Oh, sorry, p.m. Yes. <laughs> to meet up to this yes. item. Yeah, looking forward yes. to it. It's in the diary. Don't worry about that, babe. Babe? Sorry, I've got a bit of flirting. Mm. Uh, just, just try the waters. Just see what happens. So, Mandy is chugging away in the background. This is... This is my favourite bit of the pod. This is where you get to choose which movie you're going to review next week, and you need to get you need to get a goodie, David. You really do. I bloody do. Let's go for it, sir. Let's just hope. Yeah. Because this yeah. is my weekend. I spent Monday to Friday working. I want some cinematic joy in my life. And I like when you get excited. I like when you get excited. I do as well. I like the chemicals that are produced in my brain when it happens. Um, oh, that's interesting. Uh, okay, right. Let's um, let's pick the genre of the first movie. Uh, take your time, David. It's so important. I always think you do better when you take your time. Here we go. Definitely. Stop. Action. Wonderful. Can't go wrong with that. When you take your time. Invariably, you end up with action. Okay, let's go with that. Why is um, that? I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Okay, let's pick the decade. Stop. 1980s. Wowzers. Okay, that is just my mothership that's just landed out on the lawn. Please generate four movies for us, uh, Mandy. Okay, Mandy's generated four action movies from the 1980s. It's now your time, turn to time. It's now the time to tell Mandy to stop spinning those movies. Over to you, David. Take your time. Stop. Commando. Wow. There we go. Get ready to rumble. In some ways, that's a nightmare I've been given that because I may not have it. So it's like you're so near to taking the bell of the ball out for yeah. the gate. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're right. It's like it's having like, a oh, little strawberry above you. I just can't quite get to it. And then yeah, and I just dro drop a big old, I don't know, dead crow in you. Like an X-rated Looney Tunes cartoon. Well, commando. Wowzers. Mike Rose says, Woohee! Robert Hammond says, Sweet. Oh, lovely. Do you know, I haven't seen that since about 15, once again, with my friend Chris. I, do you know what? I think I watched it within the last five years. And it's because I remember it being uh, me being a bit nervous about watching some of the scenes. And it's, yeah, it's fucking ludicrous. Oh, I look forward to seeing that. Massive. I haven't seen it for well, years. Here we go. So, David, now to pick the second, the genre of the second movie. Again, take your time. Here we go. Stop. 
stop. Drama. Okay, can't go wrong with that. And now the decade of the second, maybe. Stop. 1960s. Okay, so it could be all right. And please generate four dramatic movies from the 1960s, please. Mandy. And she has. Four movies are here. She's spinning the movies, and it's now down to you to tell Mandy when to stop spinning them. Hit the button. Army of Shadows. What's that about? Don't know. Let's, let's not look into it now. Army of Shadows. Army of Shadows doesn't really have better talk in the 60s. 1969. Right. Army of Shadows. Okay. Third movie, David. It's time to pick the genre of the third movie that you might be watching next week. Here we go. Stop. Family. Okay, that's fine. And now the decade of the third movie that you might be watching next week. Stop. 1980s. Okay, that's fine. Generate four family movies from the 1980s, please, Mandy. Mandy has generated four movies from the 1980s of a family. Here we go. She's spinning them around. It's down to you to pick one. Stop. Asterix and the Big Fight. Right, that's an interesting one from the 80s. That must be the animated film. Yeah. I wonder if that's easy to find. That's just a big fight. Wow. Anyway. What's everyone saying you're watching at the moment? I remember watching that as a kid, I think, at school. Or one of those animated films. It may not that be. I don't remember it at all. It must be Mike, an animated one. Mike Roll says, David Evers should be banned from looking at any details for the films he could watch. Very true. I think so. Kermode just goes in cold, doesn't he, with the new films? I'm always tempted by Rotten Tomatoes, though, just don't, to see that percentage sign. Don't, don't. You might. Don't want to be influenced, do you? No, very true. You want to go in pure like a virgin. You're quite right. Okay. Jeff Dale says he'll super tense this week. Let's go for Emma it. Emma Casey go. says, I don't think I can watch David's Heartbreak here. Yeah, I'm near to it. I'm near to it because... Okay, so we've got Commando, Army of Shadows, and Asterix, and the big fight. That's quite a mixed bag. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've given each film an A, a B, and a C. I've mixed them up, or have I? It's now your turn to pick either A, B, or C to see which movie you will be reviewing next week C Commando oh, oh wonderful absolutely <laughs> 
what a cherished nostalgic walk down that, that part of the way it's interesting I mean it might just be ludicrously ridiculous and it might just be what is this do you know what I mean but it'll be interesting I think it'll be like it'll be Marmite I'll either embrace it and I'll be like what what is this about type thing so it will be interesting and also it's years decades since I've seen it so I'll be looking at it from a completely freshman's perspective you must be over the moon oh yes that's far that's got far more potential oh you can sit back whenever you're gonna watch it you can get some treats in your lap and just have a look at a bronzed army for about one hour 40. a bronzed army what more do you need DDD PPP says Dave is going commando. I certainly am. I've hit the mother load. I'll be dressed or undressed in theme and respect to the film. It goes without saying. David, you're going to Brighton with Mandy. Everything seems pretty positive. You're going to watch Commando. What more do you want? A date with a robotic AI flirting system. Yeah. And then after that, some Arnold Schwarzenegger muscular action fun basically i think my testosterone levels are going to be off the uh off the graph yeah by the time it comes to sunday well david thank you so much for this week's random movie generator um thank you everyone for listening and watching live um and please like and subscribe and leave a nice review if you can be please please do and thanks for listening mm-hmm. yeah genuinely no cynicism here people thank you for your time and have you got uh, some time to answer three questions from the patrons david always always captain always indeed and I'm, I'm, I'm happy they want to ask me a question thank you everybody and uh we'll see you next week au revoir